0: You move that water.
1: All right. We are now officially live. Um, So it takes a minute or two. I always say this for it to roll over to our social media accounts. We give a moment or two for that to happen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dope Muscle Woman podcast. As you join, please go ahead and share the podcast and give your greetings. Give your salams as you come in. we're going to take a moment to go ahead and share all right we are now all right. officially live mm-hmm. all right welcome 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 to the Don't muslim woman podcast this is your host sabria mills i would like to welcome everybody to a very special in-person live podcast this is extremely special today i'm taking a moment to share so i'm going to ask that you come in that you greet give greetings and that you go ahead and share the podcast. All right. Again, welcome to the Dope Muslim Woman Podcast. Season three, we are back with another powerful episode. We are in series two, Heal Thyself, Heal Thy Community. And today's podcast is extremely personal and extremely special. Um, I am joined here and I'm humbled. I'm gonna do some introductions in just a moment, but we are here talking about healing generational wounds. And again we're here in a very special in-person roundtable talk discussion as we tackle something so personal um, today on our show this is your girl your host sabria mills welcome back um i am joined here today um i don't even know where to begin but i'm going to start um right next to me with my brother i'm going to start first with my brother here this brother he is a freelance audio engineer He does the mixing and recording for artists such as Future, Young Thug, Fat Joe, and Raheem Devon, just to mention a few, okay? He's a studio designer, a producer, and he's the founder of Salem? Mm -hmm. Songs professional audio company. (laughs) Um, And it's well known for their excellence in mixing and mastering audio um amon um welcome to the show amon jackson but we're going to call you aj for today welcome that'd to the be
2: show. great happy to be here
1: <laughs> thank you for being here today i'm so happy to have you and i'm so humbled to be in your presence you do Likewise. such dope work yes. um and um okay so now i need to introduce you i know i did a whole live on this lady <laughs> because it's this is a very personal personal person Person to me. I've been on my own healing journey for some time, and she has been critical in this process. She has been with me through every step, and she has really transformed my life. This woman is a trans, um, transformalist with 20 years as an IT executive. She's a certified spiritual life coach. She was trained at the world-renowned, internationally recognized Inner Visions Institute which is founded and led by Ayana Van Sant. So we're gonna get a little Ayana today maybe, I don't know. Uh, Her work specializes in the area of healing the inner child through transforming lives based upon spiritual principles. She's also done amazing work such as personally branding writing within writing classes, personal development work for girls. She does one-to-one coaching and she also has worked as a chaplain. I am humbled to hear to welcome to the show my coach Miss Toya Denise. Thank you. Thank
0: you so much. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Thank know. you for having me.
1: She wanted me to totally downplay bio y'all. We're not going to no, do that not, yet. Right? We're, not we're not doing that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Hey, welcome <laughs> yes. you guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you for greeting all of us. All right. So we're going to get into this topic. Um, so, you know, when I was thinking about this topic, you know, myself and Toya, we were kind of talking about, it and I was like, you know, I really want to do this really personal kind of dialogue and conversation about healing generational wounds. But I was like, I need a, a brother, like I need a dope brother that has the that's going through the same experience, but he's going through it from the lens of a, a black man and I'm a black woman, yes. both doing this inner child healing work. So, yes. you know, I'm so happy to have Brother AJ here. Sure. Um, AJ, how long have you been working with Toya?
2: Uh it's been what 13 months. I think.
1: Wow.
0: has it been like that,
2: that long? That. Yeah, I think it was December. Oh my first, god,
0: yeah. it has been. No, wait, yeah. 12 months. Yeah, about 12 so, oh, yeah. yeah Almost um yeah, about a year. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We're in proximity
2: of, of the yeah. Yeah.
0: The year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask what made you decide to
1: kind of take this path of doing this sort of inner, inner
2: Yeah. Way? Uh yeah. so you know, I was at a place where um I had just moved. And a lot of things in my life were shifting, and mm-hmm. I was going through a lot at the time, like mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. And um, I saw, I saw something, I saw something happen, mm-hmm. and I reached out online just to my, you know, my followers. Uh, there was a, I'll make this really fast, but okay. there was a scorpion in front of my my studio monitor, okay. which is a speaker. Okay. And um, I'd never seen a scorpion in my entire life, and mm-hmm. I'm a Scorpio, and that was significant to me because okay. that's you know that's my animal right so um i got online and i just asked my following like does anybody know what that means like what is the significance Yeah. and a few people responded but she did she just said call me right okay. <laughs> so so i called and we had a conversation mm-hmm. she, she said you're getting ready to move into a period of rapid manifestation mm-hmm. and Based on what I know about your life, either you're going to proactively decide what you're manifesting Mm. or you're just going to get a whole bunch more stuff that you don't like. Right. And about three weeks later, after some things went on, I made the call.
1: Okay. Yeah, we,
2: so we got started.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, how, yeah, that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. You know, one of the things I said when I was actually doing, like, just a promotional live with my brother, Shahid, our brother, Shahid, he, we were, one of the sisters, she, one of the sisters said, like, man, like, it, how powerful would it be to get to a point where not only, you know, us as women were doing this healing work, work but our men, they're doing it alongside us. Mm-hmm. Um. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a second. But, Toya, <sighs> Yep. When we talk about generational trauma, we're talking about mm-hmm. our wounds, our patterns. We're talking about what we've been through as children. Let's just define this. What does it mean? I've been talking about this I mean, inner child. What does that mean when we talk about inner child and generational
0: trauma Okay. and how do they connect? Okay. Let's talk about, I'm going to dissect that just a little bit. A lot of people believe that you know when we talk about childhood trauma, we're talking about the extremes mm-hmm. and the extremes do happen to people. Some people have been abused. Some people have been raped. Some people have experienced physical, emotional, sexual, extreme trauma. Yeah. Um, but that's not necessarily that's trauma. has a spectrum. You know, I have a client that experienced trauma from just not having enough lap time and always craving more attention mm-hmm. because he wasn't, you know, because they were not able to, um, you know, he was not able to have, you know, the, the, the time that he needs. So um, trauma can happen from just pain. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it is abusive pain, but it's pain none, nonetheless. And when we experience those types of things, when we experience pain, then we make up in our mind what it means and how we deal with it. Yeah. And when we're going through this in our core programming years from the ages of four to 12 or what have you, those decisions affect us for the rest of our lives. So that's what the inner child is. That mm-hmm. answer your question? Oh, yeah,
2: okay. girl. <laughs> so, we're about to get started kind of skipped now. skipped over a lot. <laughs> that's
0: it in a nutshell, you know. Okay.
1: So I know what we're going to do. That's a little bit different here today. Is that we're going to have a little display with Coach, with um, Coach Toya here. She's going to kind of switch her hat into mm-hmm. coaching mode with myself and AJ. We are her clients. Oh, really? You didn't no, know AJ, didn't know what she was, was here to do, bro? No, we, you good. You good. You good. Uh, Be ready. This for the Be ready. good. That's right. that's
0: right. Yes, it's
1: for the people. Okay, All right, Toya, let's I'm see. ready.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to start with you, AJ. When was the last time you were triggered?
2: Twenty minutes ago. Literally. Really? Yep.
0: Okay. So what 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 were you triggered by?
2: Uh someone intentionally tried to get under my skin mm-hmm. and use um and use things that they know will bother me to get me to react. Gotcha. While I was in a hurry trying to get ready for the broadcast and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, just for the purposes of the podcast. So, um, since you, you know, you were triggered just 20 minutes ago, um, where did that, what emotion was that, that, that was triggered?
2: Um, what emotion was triggered or where was, what's the source of the emotion?
0: Um, both.
2: Okay. So the emotion that was triggered was, um, you know i have like abandonment history right, right. like mm-hmm. in my my perception of what happened was abandonment right gotcha and so um when people do certain things there's like a fear of loss mm-hmm. right and so that's what was kind of like weaponized against me literally just a few minutes ago gotcha. right? wow. um, yeah. so and so
0: little aj felt abandonment coming right and right. so you were triggered right okay and so how did you respond? Uh, today yes
2: um <laughs> i clicked my phone off when i came inside
1: right, right.
2: dead serious Good. that's serious because i'm not you know it, what's interesting which i'm sure we're going to talk about mm-hmm. is that um you start to understand the difference between what is you and what is other people right by learning about yourself you start to learn like when Somebody else has issues that they're trying to put on you, right? Um, so it's like that's your stuff,
0: right? Yeah,
2: I got something to do, you know. Nice. It's like, but something like that before would have derailed me, would have had me in a weird mood, it would have had me like closed in a situation where we're supposed to be talking about healing.
0: Got gotcha. you, see what I'm saying, right? And so
2: there was an anger in that too, which is like, you know, that I'm getting ready to do something that's surrounding healing, right. and you're trying to knock me off my square, right? So, um,
1: yeah, okay, but. Well, thank Lots you. Lots of training. I'm just you. curious. You know I gotta ask questions. Right. So would that be considered flight? Because we're talking about, I mean, when we talk about fight or flight, you know, um, I'm a, I'm a total flight risk, AJ. I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know if you're a fighter, but
0: I'm a flight wrist no, she, depending. she I, I yeah, she's both. She, I, she's always lacing up. That's a term <laughs> that she and I talk <laughs> really. about because yes. she's the lace up queen. She gets the shoes out. on. I'm okay, out. I'm out. I'm yeah. out. So, yeah. so
1: would um, that would that be considered a flight or what? I mean, would you, did you kind of just run then? from that situation? Yeah, like is that- Oh, not
2: at all. Okay. I, I just, I've recentered myself. That was okay. literally it. Like Use I,
1: like a tool.
2: Yeah. So there was a, there was something that we were talking about like a week or two mm-hmm. ago that, that has stuck with me, which is, um, I said something to her about where I was in my life. And yeah. she was like, it's because you've realized how to activate your peace.
0: Right powerful yeah
2: right and powerful. so like that resonates with me every time i get into one of those situations i don't want to say every time but in that moment yeah. it was like yo i got stuff to do just activated my piece and the way to activate my piece was to just walk away from the phone okay so i blocked the number dang you know what i'm saying just walked away Blocking
0: walk numbers okay <laughs> and so i'm going to explain a little bit more about the activation piece because okay. see people think that that's something that they have to find you know, that there's, it's outside of them. Right. And peace is always an option within you, but you have to choose it and you just have to activate it and you have to just move from that space. And so when you become, and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to um, totally understand this, Sabria. when you become, um when you understand what emotions you're addicted to mm-hmm. and you choose to Detox <laughs> right. and become unaddicted to those emotions, then you can choose your response and even sometimes even your emotions towards something versus just reacting from a place that you're addicted to acting from. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Girl, it does. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, this addiction piece. Yeah. You remember we had a conversation. I do. Okay. I do.
2: Super real though. Yeah. yeah. Super real.
0: So um my trigger. Yes. I was going to ask you next. What are you triggered? When was the last time you were triggered? Who no. Okay. So last night,
1: okay. um, I had a, an, an, an experience within, you know, a family, within the family of, you know, sort of certain things being said about mm-hmm. me that wasn't, number one, accurate, and it was very harmful and hurtful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I didn't deal with that well at all. Okay,
0: so what emotion within you was triggered? And where did it stem from? Um, Silencing.
1: I felt a sense of like, okay, emotion. I guess I felt hurt and Mm -hmm. afraid. I felt like my ability to use my voice was sort of, you know, um... I guess that was sort of triggered. That's kind of a childhood thing of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, since things were happening around me and I couldn't really control it in a sense. Mm-hmm. So were you being controlled? That's how I felt. Okay. Yeah, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. And I acted like a big old kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how old yeah. do you
1: think? How, what age did you respond from? Ooh, child. Um, maybe about eight. Okay. Um, I definitely did a lot of projecting. On um, someone near and dear to me, yeah, and um, you know he took the brunt of it right. all night, um, and so that was something I had to like work through and, and sort of understand, even try to understand, right, what was happening, right, you know, that sort of projecting that.
0: That so let's of- talk about projecting because I'm sure everybody doesn't understand what that means, and so sometimes what happens, as you experienced yesterday you can experience um, something negative and it will, what happens is it reminds you of a time of when that happened before. Mm -hmm. And I know I've spoken to you both about being present and this is not the past, this is is now, this is not the past. And so when we have childhood trauma, you know and let's just let's just let's just say for instance you have uh, um, abandonment mm-hmm. you know abandonment issues mm-hmm. and then you experience someone who is going away or if you don't do this i'm going to not be this way with you or i'm not going to be you know be loving towards you you can go through the go through that emotionally as if you were that age right yeah so what happens then is you respond as an eight-year-old, usually just to, to the persons that are not necessarily causing the trauma. So yep. you may, someone who you know that'll be receptive and you know.
1: So so I want to start there for a minute and, and just because it's, we're kind of talking about our relationships right. and like how this shows up in our relationships. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about the inner child and what was triggered within us, um, a lot of times we act that out in our adult relationships with the opposite gender or whoever we're in a relationship with. Um, I guess that's something that I've been on this journey with with you, yes. of trying to understand that connection of the inner child, the, the the pain or the trauma, or even just the trauma from my ancestors as a right. black
0: woman mm-hmm. and
1: what that looks like in a relationship with a black man. Right. Can we talk a little bit about that? And AJ, I would love, you know, to to, to hear from you, too, because you over
0: there a whole black man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm with it, whatever. Yeah, Let's
1: yeah. Go. So can we talk a little bit about
0: that? Yeah, well, you know, we all have, I mean, being African American people, we, you know, we, we know it is very well documented of our ancestral trauma. You know, going through the slave trade, 400 years of slavery. Um, and the rest, you know, civil rights, Jim Crow, you know, the whole thing. Um, and all of our families, I mean, if you look at a family, usually there is a, um, there is a theme, a trauma theme. There's something Mm. that is happening in that family and it can be abandonment. It can be sexual abuse. It can be, um, unemotion like we don't talk about emotions you know it can be it can be whatever it doesn't have to be it can be violence it doesn't have to be violence it can be just um you know this you know unemotional yeah you know not affection -affection, non-affection you know um and as we 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 don't do what our parents say we do what they did Mm -hmm. and because we do that they did what their parents did Mm -hmm. and they did what their parents did and they did what their parents did and so um, um what happens is you know we are acting as if our ancestors who did you know maybe four or five generations ago and also dna you know we have their dna we have you know there's dna that you know, there are certain families that have, you know, several geniuses, you know, or, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the IQ is all is very high. There is there's 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 um, um, that, there's, you know, you have, you know, families that have um, athletic ability, you know, genetic. Yeah. And there's also behavioral genetics. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, you could find that, you know, families that some somebody may have left a family and didn't grow up with the family, but they still have the same behaviors or characteristics of the family that they that they were separated from absolutely so, absolutely so, um so if 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 that's trauma can lie in all those areas absolutely
1: aj how do you if you don't mind me asking how are you seeing some of these in your child issues show up in your relationships or how um, have you seen them show you up mean
2: in your like relationship? romantic relationships yeah or? absolutely
1: we're gonna go right to it
2: um, <laughs> i mean because you know the thing <laughs> that is it shows up in everything Absolutely. Honestly, you know, Absolutely. you at your job or something, and and somebody talks you out of pocket, and it, you know, triggers your feeling voiceless. You know what I mean? And then yeah. you wind up doing a little more than you should, and then you yeah. think mm-hmm. like, like um, yeah, in relationships, man, like it's <laughs> wow. Um, so for me, I took on a lot of responsibility real early, okay, right. Okay, right. um, and because I took on so much responsibility so early, um, I kind of learned to take care of people. Right. Um, which is noble. Right. right. <laughs> but it becomes a problem. I see. Right. Because then you start um, attracting relationships that require that you come in and be Superman. That's right. Wow. Right. And then when you find a relationship that you enjoy, where you don't where somebody doesn't need you, then you don't know what to do.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Right. Because you you find. So for me, finding um, and I think this is for a lot of men, like, you know, because we're taught to provide anyway. Right. So if we're doing for you, then we feel like we feel good. About ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you don't need us to do anything and we don't feel needed, then we're going to go somewhere that we can feel needed. Right uh-huh. No, So that's amplified in my situation because uh-huh. of the way I grew up. Right. Right. And so that's caused all kinds of problems.
0: And I want to and I want to support um, A.J. in because he said I was taught. But it's not so much that you were taught, then you decided Right. Because, you know, um, you can have six kids in a family and they all make different decisions about something that happened within the family. Right. And so in your case, you know, because I know it's you and your brother, mm-hmm. um, you made a decision that that was your responsibility. Right. You didn't um, rebel or, you know, like, oh, no, I don't want the responsibility. You took it on because you were rewarded and that's what love felt like when I do this, then I'm loved. So this is what love feels like. Right. right? So um, fast forward to today, Mm -hmm. you you find yourself in a relationship where um, you can't, you know, this person is um, it feels great when they need you. Right. But then what happens after a while? In that space where people need you, right? What happens? Yeah, what happens? I'm wondering about that. Yeah,
2: what happens in the space when someone's right. Like, for, so, um, so
0: after a while, it, does it get heavy? You gotta, oh, yeah,
2: of course. Yeah. Well, not only that, you know, it so there's also at some point you start looking at them at the imbalance, right? And then you yeah. start getting frustrated, yeah. right? Well, I'm saying you, so I would have gotten frustrated or have in the past gotten frustrated from that, like you're doing, you're doing, you're doing. Mm-hmm. But you're giving love the way you recognize love, right? Right, and so somebody can be loving you in a com- completely different way, yeah, and fully. And I still wasn't able to recognize that, or experience because, it. right, or experience it, which is the huge thing.
1: Right.
2: Um, so yeah, that that was a huge problem.
1: I have a question. Um, oh. Sorry. It's not a question. It's a comment. I'm just going to infuse it in. Um, so yes, there's a difference between being taught and deciding to behave a certain way. That's yes. really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is, yes, the individual decisions of children made off of one interaction in the home. Powerful. Um, That's, I really, AJ, I really appreciate that share, like just as an experience. Because, you know, I really feel like, especially our men, and I mean, I can only speak about us as a people, as black people. I don't know if you guys are sharing as much like I mean I don't know if I've heard that level of I mean there's a lot of men like that but I don't know like I don't know if we're sharing like they're actually sharing their experiences right and like as women we just like okay provider protect you know we're kind of like not really understanding what's kind of going on and what the emotions are behind sort of that role that you're taking on
2: I mean I have I have some pretty dope brothers in my life, so okay. like we can we can discuss some of that kind of thing to a point. Okay. Right to a point, but in general, it's not like I'm just gonna you know wind up having a conversation with a random dude and we're gonna talk about that. It's
1: not mm-hmm. gonna happen. Do You share with um, your women though, like I mean, are you at a place where you
2: can talk about that in relationships
0: with your women? A thousand woman, yeah. percent. Okay. Yeah, a awesome. thousand percent. Awesome.
2: Yeah, that's not a problem.
0: I want to talk a little bit too about the difference between this type of coaching and therapy. And so Mm -hmm. I'm gonna ask, I know you guys have both been through therapy. How have you found this to be different and you know, helpful or non-helpful, you know, contrast, provide some insight into how is this different from therapy? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I'm sorry. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think therapy is is great and and such. For me, though, I knew. Okay, so when I got divorced was when I knew when I got divorced, my whole world shattered. Right. Everything shattered around me. I, I felt like my world crashed. I couldn't make it through most nights. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had a a powerful, powerful friend. just shout out to Asha. Um, She referred me um, to you and I was so broken. Right. I didn't know where to turn. And I was Mm -hmm. like desperate. And she said, just really reach out. And what I found with this is that I was catapulted into healing like every like I felt like it was expedited. Like Mm -hmm. not only was I able to recognize, identify, connect to my childhood, connected to what happened to my relationships, not only that, but then begin to feel empowered enough to see um, a new life. Right. I think a lot of times, as I'm going to share just as a Muslim woman, there is a sort of sometimes shackles around being divorced and it's sort of this ball and chain that you're supposed to hold for years as you heal. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's almost like this. And I'm like, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's abuse in itself to feel like you have to be like held to this ideal of I got to heal for years. Um, but, um, I I really felt empowered and I felt like each day, like I was taking ownership of my own healing. I was taking ownership of my narrative in my life. I was very aware, of what was happening. I never left one session, I don't know, AJ, you may relate to this, not like f- anything less than feeling beyond empowered. Anybody in my life knows I'll be on the phone with them, like, I just got finished coaching, <laughs> which I want to do today. Like, we can go, like, you know, they like, did you just like, what? and I was like, yeah, I talked about da-da-da-da, And they're like, yeah, you right. okay? I'm like, I'm good. Like,
2: <laughs> you know, they, I, I had situations where, where people were like, who is this toy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. you talk about her all the time. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Wow. Yeah. Like
0: how was your experience?
2: Um I think it's completely different. different.
0: than therapy,
2: yeah. Yeah, I think it's completely different than therapy because um when therapy to me is is like when somebody is listening um and giving you an ear, which there's a there's some healing in that. You know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. in the ability to get it out and talk about it and put it on the, on the table mm-hmm. um, So I think that aspect of it is good and you know there's consistency in it and you know if you come from a really rough situation um, then I think the consistency gives you something to look forward to it helps you to learn how to pace yourself. I yeah. think that's good yeah um, but what I think therapy doesn't do is make you work. Mm. Right. And so the difference Mm. for me um, working with you, the difference for me is that it's never about other people. It's never about. um, There's no Band-Aids. There's no there's no um, easy outs. There's no shortcuts. Mm -hmm. It's like literally like we're just going to we're going to help. The philosophy is. I'm going to help you to help yourself. Right. Right. Yes. And so everything is is always centered around you doing the work. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You having to like dig into your past, have a, you have it. you develop a habit of really critically looking at yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. and being able to be objective about what you're seeing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then when you're honest with yourself about what you're seeing, that gives you the power to do something about it. Right. Yeah. And then when you want to do something about it, then, you know, I've gotten tools to right. be able to manage things differently because you don't, the things that, that the people that we've become today, our past doesn't go away.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: But what it's enabled me to do is manage the things that show up. Like when my inner child shows up and decides it wants to drive the car, mm-hmm. you know what <laughs> I mean? Like yeah. now I am more equipped to like tell the child like, Oh, that's so cute. And give it a steering wheel to put in the back seat, right? Right, yeah. so it feels like it's driving the car, right? But I used to give the these. I used to sit in the back and you know what I mean. And, hey, and the child's
0: running going? the show. Where are we going? Yeah. I have I have mentioned to both of you guys like, oh, the child's running the show. You yeah. Know yeah, I mean, like when you are incomplete in the mode where you know. And what's interesting is I have had you know as as the coach. I have heard, and from both of you, voice changes. You know, you can, oh. you, you have physical voice changes mm-hmm. when you you are in that child space. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And and with with women, it's often, well, I didn't know that. The, I just, uh, I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's this very high pitched. Mm-hmm. It's like reverting back to the four, five, six year old. You know, yep. with men, it's often. Um, maybe a little, It's, it's a, it can be anger or yeah, it can be, um, or even soft. Well, um, yeah. I don't know. And, and so you'll hear the language of, 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 you know, as these things are being dealt with and as they come up and I know I've experienced, you know, I've had that with both of you guys and I'm just so grateful that you guys trust me in those times to support you to navigating and how to get the adult back in the room or, you know, right. And and as, as I'm saying that I want to clarify because I've and I know I've said this to both of you guys, there is no out there, there's only an in here. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And and you know, right. that's like a, a, a Toya quote, I guess. And so it's not dealing with the things that's out there, you're dealing with what's inside of you, right, how you're feeling, you know, your triggers, your emotions, they're yours. Yeah, they're yours to manage, yours to deal with, and learning how to Manage manage the child that shows up that wants to throw the temper tantrum, the child that shows up that wants to lace up mm-hmm. and run away, the child that shows up that wants to, um, you know, that's angry or 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 that you know that wants to you know do the fight or the flight. Mm-hmm. You well, know, I'll talk
1: about that for a second. If that's okay, okay, yeah. fight or flight. I'm I'm assuming you're a fighter. Can I mention one thing before we do sure. that? Mm-hmm. Just
2: because I feel like it's important. So just so so anybody who's listening, the the inner child is always going to show back up. Yes. Right? So I just want to make sure that we mention that. It's always going to show back up. So that part of you that does those things is not ever going to go away. It's really just about having the tools and understanding, like the understanding of when it's happening so you can recognize it, snap out of it, and then recalibrate and make different decisions. Right.
1: Absolutely.
0: My bad. No, very important. Very important. Make sure that the adult... Is making the decisions, and 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 the best way is and the thing that this all this conversation is about is how to support yourself so that you can give yourself what you need, mm. so that you can be present as an adult, right. yeah, um, and not react from your wounded child space. Absolutely. And if it's you know it may not have been a tra- tra- um you know a traumatized child or your wounded child space, so that you're not reacting from that. So we want to talk about fight or flight. Yeah, I wanted <laughs> to talk
1: about fight or flight. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a personal struggle. I have an intimate relationships, um, and then I'm a total flight risk. Um, <laughs> I'm a <similar laughs> fighter, AJ. I'm just picking up a fight vibe. Right
2: yeah, I, it depends. Um, I do both often. Really? You know what I mean? What do you
0: think is pre- predominant though?
2: It depends um, on when and who. Why is right? it depend so if I'm, on who? Because if I'm, if I'm, if I feel deeply for somebody, then okay. I'm, I'm fight all the way yes. to the net.
1: Uh
0: huh. Gotcha. But if
2: somebody is even just below that,
0: fight. Cutthroat. Cut, cut them off. Cutthroat.
1: That's yeah. D. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. I
1: never fight. I just,
0: she want to run.
1: I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I never fight. And it's not because the person isn't significant. It's just, it's easier to run.
2: Yeah. They're both the wrong answer.
1: Absolutely. you know. So I wanted to just talk about that trigger response and what, what is that typically rooted from? Is that just a trauma response? Or I just want to better understand that and then hopefully give people some tools of if they are man- dealing with that, which a lot, a lot of people are, they may not even be aware, right. what it looks like mm-hmm. in intimate relationships.
0: Well, If we take it back to the mother and the father, got it, right? So, the the father teaches the daughter how to receive. So when you look at women who have strained relationships or absent relationships from their dad, they are not 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 knowing how to necessarily receive love, how to receive protection, how to receive. you know, financial security, um, not knowing really how to receive those things. When they are triggered, it's easy for them to. I don't know how to I don't, I don't want to deal with that. That's that's you know, I'm, that's not something I'm comfortable mm-hmm. when that when that approaches them, it's they're very comfortable with the absence of because it's not been there. Mm-hmm. OK, and so there is the fight. I mean the flight. That's the flight. The flight risk, because they're very comfortable with the absent of the absence of. Does that make sense?
1: It does. Okay. A little hard to hear. Yeah. But okay. Okay. And that's
2: the whole and that's the whole thing. And that's I encourage y'all to do this work. You are going to feel attacked every day. Every day. Because Uh, because until you you deal with it, it is what it is. Because you have to deal with the truth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You
2: see yes, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the, the the not dealing with the truth is right. is the thing that perpetuates the problem.
0: Right. right. So That's right. You know right. What it's I mean? very true.
2: So the more you lean into it, you know, it's I'm just used to getting attacked now like I, Yeah. I just right
0: feel, right. And but see know, the, the father teaches the son what to be. Okay. You know, you know how to be the man, you know, all this other kind of stuff. And um when the when a when a when a male doesn't have his dad He doesn't know what to, a lot of times we as women have these expectations because he's a man. He knows Mm -hmm. how to Mm -hmm. do all these manly things. right? And so, and he doesn't know what, what, you know, so a lot of times men will just disappear because they don't know. I I don't really know how to help. I don't know how to be with her. I don't know how to be this Mm. thing. I don't know how to be, you know, and so, you know and, and, you know and you know and you know in the coaching I know we both talked about this from the you know from all sides but um, and when you don't know how to be it can cause you to be defensive mm-hmm. a lot of men react from a defensive standpoint and that's where the arguments and the you know things will come from so see wow. that's it yeah. <laughs> right, no, I feel it's that. Right, yeah, right. It's real right. right. and it so it's not. And, and it's not meant to attack either of you. It's just to understand yeah. that that is what the kid is going to do. The kid is going to feel inadequate, mm-hmm. and when when you feel inadequate, what has worked for you before? You know, well, really? I'm I'm going to hide my inadequacies in a fight and blaming you, mm-hmm. and then I'll maybe project it back on someone. Right. Powerful, you know. Power yeah, power. yeah. Power
2: converting power. it to anger was always my easiest go-to weapon, regardless of regardless of what it was. Anything that was difficult, anger. Yeah.
1: Do you think black men are conditioned in that way? Is that sort of a a generational trauma trait that we see? Because as, far as yeah. that anger always being the go-to emotion.
2: Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's that's pretty obvious. I think I think you're nail on the head. Um, I know for me, it's it's a lot. Deeper than that, mm-hmm. yes. you know what I mean? Like yes. my history is, you know, like um, when I first started working with Toya, she said, okay, now that you have relocated and you have altered your surroundings, you don't have anything to fight against. So I'm going to need you to learn how to center yourself from a place of peace and maintain the same drive. Mm. Because when there was an external force, Yeah. Constantly pushing at me, yes. I was excelling because yes. I had well, something to fight against. You know, well, anger yes,
0: is powerful. You know, one of the first things I sent you, and I believe I'm certain, I because everybody gets different homework for me. So, right. but some some things are the same, like the mother father work is the yeah. same. And I think we should talk about that in a second. But sure. um, I sent you an emotional scale. Mm-hmm. And I sent you a list of emotions because <laughs> you know one of the things that you know when they, people start first working with me, I go, "How do you feel?" And most times you would say, "Angry." No, you would say, "Good" at first. I feel good, and I'd be like, oh, "Okay, okay." Good is not an emotion, right? You know, I, I need to know how you feel. So I gave the list of emotions because I need you to to familiarize yourself, familiarize yourself with really what you're feeling right and not good as a judgment bad as a judgment i need to know what the emotion is right are you excited are you anxious are you you know are you you know joyful. are you right. joyful are you afraid are you you know whatever that is and so um it's important for us to be able to identify how we feel hmm. and that is not a lot of men just don't walk around right <laughs> yeah. it's so yeah, funny not going to that. I have another client because I ask him I say, "How do you feel?" And he will hold on. Let me get my sheet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, gotta look at. All right, let me see. So let, me see. let me see how
1: I'm feeling. You know, it's like yeah. So I have a question for the both of you. I would love yeah, to hear sure. their perspective, and obviously as a sure, coach, sure, sure, sure. What do you feel like that go-to emotion for the Black African American Black woman is? What has been your experience? And I would love to hear from the um, Toya as a coach. Hmm. Uh,
2: emotion. It's not an emotion. I'm trying to find an emotion I can identify it with. Okay. Um, man, because the words that that come up are are patience and long suffering, but those are not emotions.
0: Hmm.
1: Long suffering.
2: Well, I think that black women have patience. been conditioned to Endure. just yeah, just take it. You know, take Endure. it, get up, and do it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever life throws at you, you're stronger than that. You can, you know what I mean? And it's, you know, you know, the whole muffle, cliche. Muffle
1: that emotion almost like, yeah. right? Suppress. A, suppress, yeah. 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 Suppress, Simon. A lot of
2: suppression. And we as men do the same thing, you know what Absolutely. I mean? We Absolutely, We suppress a lot. Powerful. So
1: what yeah. You, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think about that?
0: Um, I think that, you know, black women have gotten a bad rap for being angry. Mm -hmm. Um, because of, and and you wonder why, as you see the black family has been, has had been dismantled. I really do believe there's a re-emerging of the black family happening right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, But it had been, you know, dismantled. It was enough to be angry. Um, And I really want to talk more about black women joy because that's not something that we talk about. That's not something that we think about. That's not something that we, you know, even, um, you, know, you know, I, you I know, I was talking to um, another client of mine, and it's like, you know, why don't we have a Black Woman Joy Day, or you know, we're celebrating our joy because we we so relate to our anger, and anger is a motivating it. Anger has energy. I would rather you mm. be angry than depressed. Depression has no energy, and I, I don't know. If I, I know I've said that to someone else recently. Ain't depression has no energy. Absolutely. If you're depressed, I would rather you strive for anger. Mm-hmm. Then let's strive for indifference. Mm-hmm. Then Absolutely. let's strive for hopeful. Mm-hmm. You know, going from you know depressed to joyful is is challenging, but you can you can um, navigate your way to a higher vibrational state. But I think as us as black women, we held so much together and, and um, you know, had to be so strong, had to be so courageous, you know, had to be so, um, you know, uh, the fortitude you know mm-hmm. had to be so right. so strong and so enduring it's, it's enduring everything yeah. all of it you yeah. know and i think that now i really think there needs to be a transform formative i would love to see a um you know what do they call it a, a a cause for black woman joy absolutely. we have a lot to be joyful absolutely. about we absolutely we have a lot to celebrate absolutely um and can I just say to you, you, you told that during one of our
1: coaching sessions to me, and I literally, that became my mantra for everyone that I talked to, because I, you know, a lot of times I think we get together and there's nothing wrong with it. But I think as sometimes when we get together in our circles, we bond by our trauma and our pain and, and what our men did to us and all of these types of yes. things, these men, what they, you know, and it's like, I'm just pushing for choose joy because mm-hmm. there's another, another option. Choose there joy. Is. You literally don't have to be, shackled to fear that's and right. there's a lot of fear around especially when you've been hurt Absolutely. fear around loving again
0: you know yes. as a black
1: you know trusting again yes i mean that's something i think you know and i want and that this is why i wanted to just do this session with a black man because mm-hmm. i felt like there's so you you said something powerful to me and you told me i came in one day y'all my little trip <laughs> and i was like i'm doing my healing work I'm not trying to have you know. I'm not trying to heal no broken men. I ain't trying to heal no broken brother. <laughs> I don't need to be done. You know, <laughs> AJ, don't judge. I know, um, this is no <laughs> so no, Toya got me straight. She said, um, you know, he that the black man heals the black woman. That's so right. The black woman heals the black man. That restoration, what was done to us, happened to both of us. Right. We need each other to restore it. And I thought that was so powerful.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, it goes beyond that too like right. cuz when you cuz when you, when you said that the yeah. first thing that came to mind is you're not healed if you're in a place where you're not willing to help others heal.
0: Mm. That's
2: right. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. And All so every
2: time I see something like that on, you know, like even in dating apps like, yeah. you know, be healed before you show up yes. and all this like, other. I'm sitting here like, Oh Lord. You're like,
0: right. Cause what is healed? Right. Absolutely. And so we are all healing from something, mm. you know, we're all, you know, even if you, you know, go through the coaching and you, you know, you find the tools to, to support your inner child and you're in a much more loving space. There's always something, Right. That's going to it's 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 what it's the next the next natural step. Um but one of the things that I was gonna say too is that you will only attract what you are. Hmm. Mm. Y'all hear that? I so, want you to say it again, Toya. I'm sorry, I need you to say it again. You will only attract what you are. Right. So what's coming up, and what there's something when people come into your peripheral, there's something about you that is similar to that. Because it's a mirror for you. Damn, no. And so um, how, when Sabrina and I was talking, I was like, really? And she was like, no, I don't want to be dating no black. No, I can't be dating nobody who ain't got that. issues. I say
1: black men. All <laughs> right. You know,
0: and I was like, but what about, what if he said he didn't want to date someone who was still going through their journey? You know, what about you showing up? healed Mm -hmm. you know you you know you attract what you are and you should you know when you when you have an when you have an opportunity to um love and accept someone where you know you were or are it's healing for yourself
1: yeah
0: powerful and i love that because it allowed me
1: to embrace the mirror that showed up in my life yes you know the mirror that showed up even though it wasn't wrapped up in the bowl that I thought it should have been wrapped up in. We had a conversation about that.
0: Um, but it was the mirror that right. I needed to see. Yes. And, and I was the mirror for... Um... And people will fall out of your life because your mirror changed. There is no out there. There's Man. only in and here. All right, A-B. And as you do your work... All right, now let's not turn this podcast. As you do your work and you become more healed other people will become unattractive to you Bam. and you will become unattractive to other people mm-hmm. and you'll see people just yeah. fall by the wayside. Yeah. And, and that's all and, okay. I remember and that's I went okay. through that. yeah.
2: There was, a, there was a, and it's not just relationships, right? So we, cause that, that right there wasn't about relationships. My response right there was about like just people,
1: mm-hmm. like
2: the people I was around every day, the the place where I was living, my my like everything my inner circles, everything just started moving, like really quickly. And I remember her, um, I remember her saying to me like, well, that's gonna happen because you're growing. Yes. You know what that I mean? Bar. Like that you're just bar. taking all the weights off, you know what that I mean? Um, and she didn't use the word weights, I use the word weights, because yeah. it's, it's really not the right word to, to use, right. because it's really just your, you know, Absolutely. you're, you're right. moving into a space where you're attracting what belongs in your life at that stage, yeah. you know what right. I mean? But this healing thing is, you know, it's it's gonna go on for the rest. I know for me, well, at least it's, it's gonna be going for For me, we
0: need to cut
1: so, it out, like be nice. healed. It's like I'm sorry, we do have a question. So I'm okay. sorry, let me just pull it in. Is there a different way to evaluate the way men and women respond to similar experiences and situations? Sometimes it seems men's emotional well-being is evaluated based upon what is appropriate for women. Do you understand that question? Do I need to mm-hmm. say it again? So, is is there a different way to evaluate the way men and women respond to similar experiences? And, and it, I guess his brother feels like that some uh, men's emotional well being is evaluated based upon what is appropriate for women.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: got you. You,
1: um, you can yeah. I mean, you can segue. Do
2: you, do you understand the question?
1: I'm not
0: clear on Go the ahead, question. I think Go what ahead. he's
2: saying. I think what he's saying is. Um, and part of me, brother, like, I'm, you know, not trying to, you know what I mean? Like,
0: <laughs> speak for what you, I'm bro. just going to say,
2: what I think yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So what yeah. I, what I, what I believe you're trying to say is, um, so for example, the way women, um, tend to be raised in an environment where it's safe and culturally okay to share mm-hmm. information and be emotional with each other. Mm-hmm. And the, for us as men, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, you know, I walked in and Chris was like, "Oh, you looking sharp?" And I was like, "I'm trying to get like you, brother." And we had yeah. a whole exchange about it. Yeah, that's our yeah exchange, right? right? right. Yep. and it's not emotional, right? Yeah. And so, what happens oftentimes, and especially for me as a man, that um, people say that I have a more evolved communication. Mm-hmm. Sp- style with Mm -hmm, women. mm -hmm. Um so it you you can't there's a barometer for the way women communicate with other women. Yeah yes and sometimes I think that women base their man's communication style yes to be against the same barometer when you know
0: I get what you're saying.
2: I think that's what he's trying to say. Yeah, he is that said what you're
1: he, saying? he said we share, but we share different exactly, bro. You guys. Yeah. Okay. And I yeah.
0: guess, I guess the only thing that I would say to that, and I know you both both have heard me say this that you know, um, communication is a big deal in relationships of all type. And you can say anything you want to say to anybody as long as you say it with love. Mm. Put some love on it. hmm You know, as long as you say it with love, it can be received. The problem is when we believe because of our, because of our childhoods um, and, and the way we experience communication growing up, that if we yell or we speak with a sharp tone, that yep. that person deserves a sharp tone yep. or that that is going to get our point across more mm-hmm. and it's not, mm-hmm. all it does is create fear, sometimes dissension. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can all get in the habit of just speak to me, you know, my son say speak to me nice or, yeah. you know, put some love on that. You know, I can receive it if you put some love on it and it doesn't take a lot of work to speak to someone in a loving way. Um, and somebody said, well, some people don't understand that. And I understand, you know, I got to speak to them the way they are. Well, then, then that lets me know that you, because I mean, it doesn't mean, everybody gets angry. Everybody has times mm-hmm. when, when, you know, when they're, not, when they're not in their most loving space. Absolutely. But make it a habit mm-hmm. of addressing people in a loving way. Absolutely. And I think then you're okay.
2: One of the things that I've really developed from working with you way more is the ability to listen without judgment
0: right. and
2: mm-hmm. to speak without judgment and to choose my words way more patiently, right? So like if I'm listening, then I'm a hundred percent inside of listening and not trying to hold on to what it is that I have to say because mm-hmm. whatever I have, so by merit of holding on to what it is that you have to say while you're listening to somebody, you're not allowing what they're saying to influence what you're going to say,
1: right?
2: right? And so that defeats the whole purpose of having a conversation. And that's something that I've developed more. And the, the lack of judgment is huge because there, there's so many times that in the last, you know, especially like a year and a half um, that I've been in conversations where if, if I would have been my old self, all these beautiful things would have taken place, mm-hmm. right? Because like you start to really get to a space where you can allow somebody to be who they are and give them the opportunity to say what's on their mind because it, a lot of times, it's a misconception that you have of what they're trying to say in the first place. Right.
1: Can't that part.
2: You know what I mean? Like, that part. they just be trying to, it because it's not about what it is, is that most people don't, at least in my experience, most people don't want to be right. They want to be understood.
0: Right. Thank you. You know what I mean? So <laughs> once you feel understood, yeah. Yeah.
2: then you're receptive to listening to somebody else. Right. There you go. And that is, definitely helped me a lot. And that's something that I've dramatically developed by working with you.
0: Well, the thing is being present and part of part of healing our inner child and our in our in our in our in our, you know, inner wounds is being present. We we create so much based upon what we believe something is
1: Mm -hmm. versus
0: what it really is. Right. You know, and so um, we have to remember that this moment is brand new. This conversation has never been had. This moment right now, in this right here right now moment, this is absolutely new and I need to be completely present to understand and to respond Mm -hmm. from a place of right now. But if I'm basing what you're saying on what I believe you meant, what Mm. I know happened to me when I was four, because when that happened, that meant Right. Then I'm coming from a place of really not listening. Right. To um I'm responding from my trauma mm-hmm. or reacting from my trauma. And communication is immediately broken down. Right. And so that's why it's just really important to absolutely to um that's
1: been such I'm still struggling with that. I'm still struggling with that. <laughs> um yeah, I am because I think it takes awareness first, you know, yes, like that idea of awareness so many of us and so many of us, you know what I mean, like have the have these perceptions of what's being said to us or even done to us. That's really coming from a triggered place. That's not what the person meant, that's not what they're intended. It's just feels right. familiar right. from place of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being able to differentiate and allow space. I think you gave me me a tool in, in the relationship that I was in. And and I think you said that whenever you feel triggered you said to, to first before responding, asking for clarification,
0: right? What did you mean by what that? What did you mean by that? That's like one it's one of very simple, questions. Yes. but it, tell me what you, because we are making things from the, from, from our first conscious moment, we're making things mean things, mm-hmm. you know, and we're still doing that to this day. And so someone can say something and it feels, it resembles and feels like something someone else said. Yeah. And we're beginning to come from triggered from that place. Right. And so just saying, What did you mean by that? You know, they may say, I would love to I would love to to, Don't use that example. Okay. (laughs) I would okay, like okay, to. That's a little, be, it's that okay. a little person. Okay, that's a little but that's on true. But but but, yeah. but <laughs> we need to learn how. Uh, I got you, girl. I got you. Um, We just need to learn how to listen to what Which, people I mean, you are saying.
1: Say. But he, I mean, someone said to me something about something
0: physical. Yes. Okay. And then. Right. Something said, someone said something to Sabria about something physical. A man. Mm-hmm. And oh, she, uh-huh. and it was meant to be, a, it was a compliment, yeah. It was a beautiful compliment. Yeah, but because it was about something physical, it reminded her of, as a child, someone saying something about her physical that was negative, mm-hmm. and she responded from that place. Right, and it was a great teaching moment. Yeah, because for us to, it took say- me a while to get like to even
1: try to work through something that simple.
2: <laughs> but it's 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 yeah. And that's that's something that I hope I hope everybody gets about this that we're saying is that it it sounds simple,
1: right? Right. Right.
2: But the you know the heart and the brain don't necessarily agree with one another, right? right? Yeah. So like you you know some you know when when we talk about when we talk about emotions, it's like um, and I find myself saying this a lot, like listen, like preparing someone, I'm going to tell you how I feel not what's a fact because you're going to get triggered if you stay in a mindset of that's not what i said right. or, that's not what i did or that's not right you're going to get triggered so it, it becomes like let's create a safe space to talk about how we feel this is how i feel right and you get through all of that kind of stuff it is complicated especially well especially for y'all as black women right as much as you deal with yeah. repeatedly over and over and over again yeah. and then you're told one day like, well, you don't have to receive it that way. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, I can't even imagine what that feels like. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's
0: a lot wow. of unraveling. So yeah. I, have, I just want to ask you guys a question. So, you, so, I um, you know, I know working with me, um, one of the things that you know, is challenging is the homework. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love for you guys to share just in this journey, what has been, you know, what when it comes to the inner child, um, the you know inner child work, what was the most profound type of assignment that you got that supported you? And you too, Sabria, you know what? Yeah, Angelica
2: said. I think when we did the father work, that was, so I was posed the question, what did what did you learn? Was it what did you learn from? What did you decide? What did I decide um, from the men in my life? You know, based on what they did, said, and did. Ooh,
0: certain topics like love, money, right, maybe, yeah. you know, stuff like that.
2: That was powerful for me because, you know, for me, I wrote my fathers off.
0: Mm. So,
2: mm-hmm. after you write your fathers off, you don't really think about. It's it's like you don't even factor them into what your what your behavior is. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So that was that was huge for me. Is like stepping back and looking at that and being like, oh damn! Like I learned. (laughs) Pardon me, but like you know, like there's just certain things that I that I learned that I didn't realize that some of them were really good things. You know what I mean? Um, That I got to credit them for, and there are some of them that were horrible things. You know what I mean? And so going back through that process and, and um and evaluating that gave me a lot of insight and that's kind of i think what opened the first door yeah to like really kind of figuring myself out because it's you know like you you said working with me right mm-hmm. the thing with you, the thing is working with you is working is is me working with me
0: yes
2: right yes. <laughs> with with a guide Yeah. right so that was the first door i think that i opened with your suggestion mm-hmm um that kind of made it easier for me to figure everything else out yeah. along the way yeah um because there was a huge barrier there's a huge emotional barrier there go figure that came from father to son yeah right so um yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely i think the wow, same thank you thank you i think the same thing um i think when i was i think you did an, i did an assignment where i looked at different um ages Mm -hmm. and tried to you know draw like what i what i experienced what Mm -hmm. i learned that was hard because i was like well i remember when i was six (laughs) but when i dug deep enough and when i really sat with it um i I did i did actually remember and i think one of the most powerful realizations from that assignment was the aspect of a transactional relationship and i think Mm -hmm. that is what has transformed my life and my experience with relationships like, it was, it, that's been the most transformative thing to me to understand yes. what it means to have a transactional relationship yes. and to be transactional yes. Yes. for that. And um, to, to choose something different, Yeah, mm-hmm. to choose something different. Yes. Um,
0: so that's so proud of both of you. Yeah. I mean, these two have really <laughs> done a lot of work and it's not that they're done, but, uh, I really do think that she said, I'll be here Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, um, the, it's a journey and it's possible to heal things. It's possible to acquire. And, and th- that's another thing, because, uh, you know, like I have a, a client that just started with, you know, the starting with me soon. And so do you guys think the, the process is fast, slow? Um,
2: it moves, it fluctuates, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because everything is about what you're ready for. You know what That's I mean? True. And I got at the in the beginning, I was like, I remember having a conversation with you, like, you know, what pace do you want to work at? And I was like, I'm ready for my life to be different now. Right I, can't, right. I can't do this anymore.
0: Right. Right. I
2: was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. Uh-huh. I cannot right, do this anymore. Right. Okay. So I was like, I'm tough, I'll deal with it. Right. And right. it was tough.
1: Right. <laughs> and it was tough. It came at me, right? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Full steam,
2: but I did it. You know what I mean? And then there's times where you you take especially that. after you accomplish something, you, you unlock that. a couple things, you take a little break, you know what yeah, I mean? You, you really- get a comfortable.
1: <laughs> or you try you try it because it's like she makes you aware and you got all these tools and you're like, well, i have arrived. And then somebody show up in your life, AJ. Right, right. And then it's like, now you have to use these tools. You like, hold up. Now I have to, you know. So That's that huge. was That's that huge. was but see, I was like, no, Toya, I'm not ready. Like that was like, I don't want to, you know, I, and she was like, Sabria you have to do
0: this like you can't just be aware you have to actually right. like well i is, think what i said that is that it's a difference between being in the game yeah mm-hmm. with the ball and practicing with the ball right yeah you know what i mean because you're not controlling all the players all the thing. you know i know i'm using football analogy or basketball whatever but okay. but getting in the game is actually playing not controlling all of the things, but right. still maintaining and managing um, a certain amount of, I don't want to say control, but just managing yourself. Yeah. Right. Being able to manage yourself in the midst of a heartache, it, being able to manage yourself in the midst of disappointment, getting, managing yourself in the midst of a horrible trigger. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And still being able, and, and it's not that these things don't happen, it's just the, the, the recuperation is so much faster so much faster yeah. and it's like you can
1: find that you can actually exist in, in new relationships and you can experience new people and you can experience that joy you know without feeling like you have to be I always say like that ball and chain that yes. I've been told that I need to endure because I'm healing right um you know that <laughs> has been my greatest takeaway that I don't actually I can actually choose joy you can yeah, and I'm happy that you are.
2: You know what else, though?
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know what
2: else I think is powerful about that? Yeah. It's not just that you can have joy.
1: Yeah.
2: It's what joy buys you.
0: Mm. What is it by Tommy? Tell me, brother. Tommy, please.
2: Well, okay, so what what happens is emotional right now. Um, My life has changed so much in the last year, like, right, like, so... What I'm i so happy. Yeah, so what I what I can tell you, no, 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 we're not gonna do
0: that. I'm, good, I'm, good, I'm, good. I'm just
2: it's saying, all right
0: though. Well, look, but look, mean, what I'm
2: what I'm saying is when you clean up all the peripheral BS,
0: yeah,
2: now you can you're clear. Yes, right. So all these things that I want to accomplish that there was roadblock, 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 problem, problem, problem.
0: Yeah.
2: Right now these things, it's like clear.
0: So but what, I can, what I can gave you clarity? Through. What gave you clarity? What was the thing that cleared it up?
2: Going inside of myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you dig into yourself. You get into this space where you you develop a habit of responding to yourself faster. So you, you don't take three months to of lying to yourself to go from one place to the next place. You just do yeah. it. Right. So the faster you respond to yes. the thing that that is that is a, a burdening you or, or the issue that you have, the faster you respond and change that thing, the faster you can get back to doing the work. Right. You know what I mean? And, and focus because it's it's so cluttered. Your life gets so cluttered with all this stuff that you be telling yourself about yourself. that's not even true. Right. So it's like once you get all that stuff out of the way and some of it comes from other people, yes. all that stuff, yes. you start clearing all this stuff out. So I went from when I tell you like, I literally went from like not having a place to live to being in the last year. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like when I tell you like these leather seats feel great. (laughs) Right. That's why. That's why it's emotional to me. You feel me?
1: You out there doing dope stuff? You out there? But I was doing
2: dope stuff before.
1: But still,
2: okay. Right. But doing dope stuff isn't isn't. You can't you can't dope stuff your way into being happy. That's so true. You see what I'm saying? You can't. She she always told, like she told me all the time because that's the way I grew up. Like you can't do your way into being happy.
0: That's yeah. right. You can't
2: do your way into being enough.
0: You mm. have
2: to be it. You have to be enough. Yes. You have to just do it. You and know being what I'm is
0: doing is two different muscles. Facts.
2: <laughs> she asked yeah. me to sit down the other day. You know what I mean? I had a little cold coming on, and she was like, "Just do some self care. Just sit down. You know." Go run a bath, like rub your like,
0: feet.
2: So what do you tell? Ta- yeah, she said, she said, well, what was the last time you rub your own feet?
0: Yeah.
2: I'm a guy, like what you mean? <laughs> I'm gonna rub my feet. Like gonna rub my feet, You know what I'm saying? So it and that's and that's exactly what I mean. It's just like you start getting clear, right? And everything gets out of the way for you. And it's like now when I make a decision, I don't have to think for a thousand years because I'm not so cluttered by all these other things. And I don't even have to try now. People just fall out of my life. When, you know, if it's not the right business situation or the right relationship or the right, it just falls out of the way. You know what I mean? And if it doesn't manifest into something that is right, it disappears.
0: What people don't realize is that when I say your being is enough, mm-hmm. and I know I've said that to both of you. I've said that to almost every client I have. Your being is enough. But people don't realize it is so exhausting doing you. I'm doing me. Doing you is exhausting because it's 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 so much activity and doing you just being you. Right. I'm just going to wake up. I'm just going to be me. I'm going to what I feel like I need. I'm going to provide it for myself. Yeah. I'm not going to be angry and upset for someone else not providing for me what I know I need for me. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be upset or angry with anyone else for not spending t- you know I can spend time with me yeah. I enjoy my company I you know finding ways learning how to love self is a whole journey and that is the that is the epitome of this child work yeah it's learning to love yourself in spite of feeling this in spite of feeling that major forgiveness work you know and making sure that you're doing all those things to um, support yourself and what it is that you need. Big facts. Powerful. Yeah. Big oh facts. my gosh, this was just amazing.
1: Absolutely amazing. I mean, we talked about so many different things. And yes. um, I hope that the biggest thing that we get from this is um, the aspect of taking
0: ownership of doing your work. Um, taking work. ownership of doing yes. it. And and healing your inner child. you know, child. Um, Because healing the inner child will help you heal the generational traumas Mm. um it starts there you can't tackle your generation or your generational traumas if you haven't started with yourself facts
1: yeah absolutely it starts there starts right there yes Um, well i wanted to just thank oh my gosh i wanted to just thank um you guys both um aj thank you so much for coming
2: and talking
1: yeah thank you yeah thank you so much for coming and and talking and sharing and, and we had just similar experiences. I mean, just working with this light right here. Um, And you know, you know, I just, I'm just now like really, really meeting you, but it's like, we have these shared experiences just from this kind of source of light here. So thank you so much for being here and sharing it.
2: I I want Um, more people to like, I wish everybody could feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like what, what I've experienced, oh, I wish everybody could get that kind absolutely. of piece. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So as many people as I can talk to about it, and you know what I mean? Like kind of, you know, a whole bunch of fe- people that I know, what seven now? Something Nine. like that? Around seven people that have watched my life transform in the said. last year have been like, What what is
1: what is her name again? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, the same thing to
2: me,
0: yeah, yes. yeah it's they've it's seen powerful. it firsthand, you know. It's they say
2: drudger uh they said, "Judge a tree by the fruit it bears." Absolutely! You know oh wow! Saying? And
1: one so. of and one of the things I wanted to just speak to to my particular audience as as the Muslim community, and I think that you know we are a people that really define ourselves by our faith and and the principles and the tenets of the faith. But it's like if you really get to the core of it, and what I try to push you, it really is about that inner relationship with yourself. And we tend to sort of attach sometimes ourselves to sort of the practices and the, you know, the theories and the, you know, instead of really doing that inner work, that was the foundation of our faith. And I just want to encourage um, more people, especially people that are really, you know, very, you know, stringent religious um, folks out there, may God bless you and elevate you. But I want you to be a people that are really attached to healing and purifying your inner self because that's the tenet of any faith. Yeah. Um, and I, and I de- that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to push this, at least a, a, I in, love in, it. That, in that community. And I thank you. And I really thank, thank you, you for um, honoring me with, first of all, with being here, but just being such a critical part of changing and transforming my life. Oh my nice. I don't understand, oh. before, before I came to you, You know, you know that person I that came here. Mm-hmm. I was completely broken. Yeah, I no. had no voice. I couldn't look in the mirror. You couldn't say no. I couldn't say no. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. now,
0: yeah, so. you know, I'm a whole mess. <laughs> <laughs> so we, So thank you. You are so welcome. Thank family. you guys both. I'm so grateful. Just, I'm so grateful that you guys both allow me to do what I know God put me here to do. And continue to walk in that path. And so I thank you for doing the work. Thank and thank you for doing the work. And I'm it getting makes, all the benefit out of it. it, it, it I know. But, we're all we're all band, 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 I know. It really allows me, you know, thank you for doing the work and allowing me to be uh, at, you know, in the front seat watching and witnessing it. It's a, it's, it's a wonderful experience just being in that space with you. So thank you. And thank I you love, to the audience. Thank you, guys. Thank you so
1: much. Um, Zakia, who's my mama, I just got to say that. But she, um, AJ is brilliant and so open with his with his emotions. Uh, Toya is excellent. Thank you for that, sis. SubhanAllah. Um, so thank you, guys. Thank you, audience, for being so um, present with us. And thank you for sharing. And I know yes. I can see that this meant so much to you guys. So continue to share it. Yes. Thank you so much. Support Toya. Toya, if people want to get in contact with you, how can they do that?
0: Um, they can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Toya Denise. Yes. My website is www.toyadenise.com. We'll mm-hmm. And um, my email is Toya.Denise at gmail.com. Okay. And my website's going through. I'm, I'm trans, You know, I'm, yeah, I'm going updated. through this growth, this growth thing. So, um, it's, it's, it's being updated soon. So just find me on social media or just drop me an email and they can find me. Okay, and yes. AJ, do you wanna?
2: Yeah, it's just Amon Jackson, everything.
1: Amon Jackson, <laughs> everything. AJ on the buttons. That's AJ the on the bus, that's the, the name. You can look him up on Instagram. And he's amazing. You guys have no be idea. He's like humble yeah. in this joint, but he'd he would be over there was, mixing. No I was idea. I mean, just watching yeah. his stories, I'm like, you be mixing on. Okay? We, like, we, we have a beast over here. Just a little something. The song.
2: music soulchild came out last night.
1: Yeah, um, I heard that. I heard that was dope. Yeah,
0: He
2: Yeah, they they blew that out. They blew that out. Yeah, the, I mean, in the last you know in the last like three weeks, an EDM album that I did came out, a rock album that I did came out. I'm doing Sky Zoo's album right now, you know what I'm saying? And and then the music Soul Child just came out. So it's like a million different directions. And you know, I just I'm in love with what I do.
0: Yeah. I'm and so this proud of just, you.
2: this work is just making it so much easier, easier. for me to do what I love. It's
0: clarity you know, is powerful. You know I mean? Yeah.
1: Yes. There you go. There you go. All, All right, you nice. guys. Thank you. So I wanted to just announce next week um, our episode on um, healing um, that I from domestic abuse will be um, launching next Wednesday and we will have guest hosts Um, I will be um, not hosting next week's episode because I will be in surgery that week. Um, So please pray for me and pray for my healing. Um, But I will be returning that following week. But please join um, next week because it's going to be really, really dope with some phenomenal women talking about this really important topic. I love you guys radically. May God elevate and bless you. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.